0: Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope everyone is staying cozy as cooler weather sets in for the season. I'm pretty spoiled down here in Florida, so my idea of cold is usually in the mid-40s upper 50s but I know I know I'm spoiled rotten I've got it so easy compared to everywhere else it's like covered in snow but when I do catch a chill there's plenty of great tunes and friendship that keep me warm and honestly puppies but yeah friendship mostly um this week's guest gives all the fuzzy warm feels with my dear friend Molly O'Malley. Molly is an artist who's built up a career learning and writing as many styles of music as possible it's really culminated in her latest EP, There's Always More Show, which is packed with meaningful lyrics and really some of the most emotionally structured music I think I've ever heard. And it's her best work yet, with so much more to come. Molly and I talk about her early love of Fall Boy, how playing in her first band shaped her as a bandmate, what went into her new songs. A little bit on Gregorian chants and more. So with that, let's hear some more of Molly's music and then get into the interview. Welcome, Molly, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going? Uh,
1: I'm doing well. I just am recovering from a stupid wisdom teeth surgery. But I'm glad I at least had the privilege and access to have that done. But oof. Yeah. It looks like a chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) So you know that episode of Spongebob where (laughs) he was afraid of getting his cheeks pinched? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we put the metal things on. So before I got it done, I was like, that's what I'm going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, but I, I did look like that, but it uh-huh. was mostly on one side.
0: Well, I'm glad you survived that experience and you're all Thank situated you. healing up. It's it's nice now because you can kind of focus on all the things you like and you care about. again. Yes. Because you've had a very busy fall, it seems like, with this awesome EP dropping. Thank
2: you.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, no, I'm getting emotional, but we're not going to get emotional tonight. Well, I'll probably get emotional.
0: We allow emotions here. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kind of like, we're going to save those for my music. No, I'm kidding. But (laughs) that is, well, I don't, uh, I am such a tangent person, but whatever, we're going off on another one of it's always like you're such a good person right and I'm like well I put all the bad emotions in the music so you get them but, all out exactly but no thank you very very much that means a lot yeah And oof. but I I don't know I'm very proud of it because I have always I think it's natural musicians to have the self-doubt and imposter syndrome mm-hmm and so I think the really interesting thing with this project, I don't even like project. No, it's like me and it's my music. So it's not even really a project. But uh, mm-hmm. so I had originally like written, I want to go home on guitar and I sent it to my friend Audrey mm-hmm. and she's so wonderful. And she's like, I feel like this could be full band. And I'm like, I have never written a full entire band song by myself. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a really cool experiment. And I just, because I like, I guess dabble in every instrument, whatever. But that was like the first song I wrote every single part to and every single thing. And I was just like, right. And because of the fact, like, I don't I'm not like screaming at the top of the mountain, I'm the best musician in the world. But like, I know I'm not terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you um, feel like you're the best musician for a minute because it's like, whoa, I did that.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. It was like, I listened to that and then I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I did that. And that was my first try. <laughs> I was no like, oh, <laughs> right. Thank you. But like, that's where I was just like, I did that. That was my first try. (laughs) I'm like, and so I don't know. It kind of gives me the motivation of like, well, if that's what you did on your first try, (laughs) like you got so many other tries to do. Right.
0: And you were able to do that with like a whole EP. The whole EP is full band, which is awesome.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I did and recorded all of the demos and writing, oddly Mm -hmm. enough, in my living room, which was really cool. But then I took them to. So, my favorite thing, well, I will like rotate through playing with people, but the people I've played with the most Mm -hmm. in this band, it like. So, my friend Paul will play on bass. I feel like you met Paul at Fest, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I think I did actually.
1: Yes, Paul was wonderful. And so, the fun thing about this is he played bass, and then our friend David played drums. Like, he. he's played with me the most, I guess. Um, but both of them were in my very first band I was ever in with me when I was 16. Wow. That's so cool. Right. So, right. And cool. w- exactly. And we had never all played together again since we were in that band. And so it was just like, ah, oh. and it was really nice because they like got it and they understood like, I don't know. It it's very wonderful to be able to play with people that just get like you as a person. So you don't have to explain anything or ask them to adjust anything. Like yeah, they I were like, what
0: you're looking for
1: exactly, exactly. And so I was just like, Oh, this is so, this is wonderful. And then of course, when it came time to recording them, like tracking them, like actually in studio, I was like, now nah, you all kind of added your own flavor to it. So I'm going to like, I let, let that's such a, I don't like that. Um, more so like I had the privilege of having them track those instruments for me instead because I was like, no, I like what you brought to the table. So I don't know. It was really sick. They did a great job.
0: That's so neat that you have people from like your early days of playing music coming into this project and really contributing in that way and you've been playing music for some time. I mean, being in a band Mm -hmm. at 16 and stuff, but what, what got you interested and hooked in saying like, Hey, I want to learn how to play music and I want to make my own music.
1: Ooh. Okay. So I do remember. So that's another tangent story. Long story short, though, I do remember I was having a really traumatic experience. And of course, as every angsty preteen or teenager does, they like lock themselves in the room. I literally feel like a MySpace stereotype. <laughs> lock- well, I don't know. Just uh, picture this. It is the mid. No, this would actually be late 2000s at this point. It's the late 2000s. You have a traumatic event. You run into your room. It's the cliche. locks, slams door and turns up music very, very loudly. <laughs> so you don't have to hear everything else going on in the house. But uh, there was, I don't, I just have this very specific moment that I do remember where it was one of those events. And oddly enough, because I remember I listened to the whole record of Fall Boys from Under the Court Tree. Nice. And of course, the last track on that is Exo. And I don't, I think this is like. So I think I, might, I was either 12 or 13, but I just remember having this very specific thought. And it was like, cause it was while I was listening to EXO, cause it was at the end of the record. And I felt better after this like whole traumatic experience, whatever. And I was like, if music has the power to do that for people, and that just made me feel safe and okay. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to do that for other people too. Mm. And so that's where I was like, Okay, so how do we go about this then? <laughs> uh yeah, so the fun thing is the first time I tried to play an instrument, I think I was like I don't know, maybe how old are you in like third grade? Um, I wanna say like maybe eight or nine. Okay, yeah, I was like eight or nine and oh my god. I think it was Backstreet Boy's shape of my heart they were performing it live on some, like, daytime show, right, and yes, yes and they had, like, yes, yeah, well, they had this, like, whole chorus of violinists in the background, and I remember being, like, eight and I was like, I want to play violin for the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> so, my first time I dabbled with an instrument, that was, like, okay, we guess Molly's gonna play violin. <laughs> um, so, but the cool thing is, I did, I I did pick up violin. I played it for maybe a year, but I ended up quitting because I just had like a terrible instructor at the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, like if you have a terrible mentor or instructor, it can ruin a whole experience for you. So I was just like, no but it, <laughs> it it really frustrates me like personally I know this is one of those coulda woulda should but like you can't change anything so I don't dwell on it so I don't really anymore but it still bugs me that young Molly would like go in the waiting room like I don't know before while you're waiting for your like practice I don't know mm-hmm. and there was this person who was like I don't know, like, levels above me, and I heard them playing the same song, like, every day for, like, a month because I think I had lessons once a week or something. And I remember I went in, and I was like, yeah, we can play this, but can I show you something? And my instructor's like, okay. And I played the whole song that the person before her Mm – or before me, rather – was trying to learn because I got there early and heard them playing it. Oh, wow. I didn't know what that was. (laughs) And she was like, where'd you learn that? And I was like, I heard that. She's like, oh. But then it went downhill and I didn't pick up an instrument again until I was like almost 14 or
2: 15. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Right. So I don't know. I'm very frustrated in the fact that my formative years, I didn't play anything. Mm -hmm. And I just, oof. I, that's one of those things where I, I'm like that should have been like your like flag of this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Sometimes it takes some time for that to sink in honestly. I'm still right. working on it for me sometimes.
1: Right. Right. Of course that's how I feel all the time but I don't know so I guess round one was violin inspired by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> and then that went defunct. <laughs> and round two was Fallout Boy. Oh, so here's where it goes. Where so of course at that point I was like, okay, I wanna make music, I wanna learn how to play. Blah blah again. And I proposed the idea to my mother. And of course, me being me, I was like, I wanna learn to play drums. She looked at me and said no. <laughs> like she's like no, you're not playing drums. And I'm like So I'm like I want to play bass. And once we moved on to bass, the inspiration at the time was me trying to find money. I'm pretty sure it was around this time Pete Wentz had just like released his Clandestine Bass mm-hmm. with his bat heart on it and I was like I want to play bass now. So I have a reason to buy that. <laughs> um, that did not work out. Cause no, well, oh my god. So then, <laughs> I was like, cause this was like a this was happening over the course of maybe a week, and then I was like, well, then what can I play? <laughs> cause they're like, shit, cause it's like too loud for me to play. I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, if I can't play these, what can I play?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Piano, and she's like, yeah, we'll get you a keyboard. You can play piano. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) So finally, I learned how to play piano, which was sick. And I don't, this is another one of those things where I'm like, I should have paid more attention when I had lessons, but I was being, I don't know, not lazy teenager, Okay, so this was another one of those stupid ear things where I would go in, and she asked me, do you know how to read notes? And I was like, I was in middle school choir, so sure. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, so we skipped all that. And so then she would pull out these pieces, and she would, so she taught her students sight reading, but... Again, lazy teenager, I guess, is the best way to put it. (laughs) Instead of me taking time to sight read, I would ask her to play it for me so I could see how it sounded. Uh Uh-huh. No, I just had her play it for me so I didn't have to sight read and I would just play that back instead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You sound like me learning
0: how to play music as a child and I love it.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And I was like, I don't want to sight read. And then now Molly, who is like, dang, I wish I knew how to sight read. (laughs) Yup. <laughs> oh yeah. So I don't know. We moved on from there. What was yeah? I bas- I played keys in a pop punk band from twenty. 20- oh, wait, was it twenty fifth? No. Gosh, I'm getting all my years mixed up. I was thinking it was around when I had just turned sixteen, and then so I was gonna say twenty fifteen. Um, but anyway. Started playing in that punk punk band when I was, like, 15 or 16. And that was wonderful. But the best thing was, I was terrible. (laughs) Like, the rest of my band, oh, my God. Like, they are phenomenal musicians. And I had never played in a band before. So, it was like I showed up and I just had my, like, really shitty $40 keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I don't... credit a lot of them for like teaching me how to play with other people I guess.
0: Yeah that's what your first band's for.
1: Exactly and they were so wonderful and I kind of lucked out because it was I think there are so many pros and wonderful things to so many because everybody learns and comes involved in different ways but with my story uh at least I was very fortunate enough to come into an environment where everybody knew what they were doing Mm. and they were very skilled. And so
0: I just basically had teachers all around me. That's so awesome, especially when you're starting out because it's like, okay, you learn how to like, work with others, write with others, mm-hmm. play with others in that sense. Mm-hmm. And like you can focus on more of those like interpersonal skills and then you can mm-hmm. also get to a point where it's like you're, you'll are you catch up in time as far as musicianship goes. But some mm-hmm. of that like interacting with people is like the basic foundation of like being successful as a musician.
1: Exactly. And so they kind of taught me how to do all that with music, which I thought was really, really cool because I had the privilege of that Happening to me, and I know that's not usually how it goes, but yeah, so that was really cool. And I don't know if we're doing my whole journey of all my different projects because that'll take a while. But yeah, you've
0: done all kinds of stuff because it's like you've done a pop band, you've done like heavy shit before, oh T-Go, yeah, like well, all that- <laughs> kinds of music. Well, that
1: comes actually like I oh my god, I feel like that meme. Where it's like, you said you love all types of music. Here's some Gregorian chants. No. <laughs> uh but no, I do genuinely <clears throat> have an appreciation for like I, I I don't like using the word genre unless you're trying to describe because I don't mm-hmm. like but uh I don't know, I had I have a personal appreciation for like all of that because I think so many different it takes different skills and points of view to be able to write in every single different genre and style. It's true, and it lends into other styles of music that Mm -hmm. you end up
0: approaching later.
1: Exactly, and so one of my whole things, like, I will be the first to admit I am not the most skilled technical musician. That's not, but that's also, like, like, that's not my goal. One of my, like, my biggest thing, personally, is songwriting.
2: Mm-hmm. like
1: as a whole what does it like all the different intricacies and different I don't know like a lot of my EP because if you've played instruments or listen or whatever you can tell a lot of like the writing and parts they're very simple they're not technical but mm-hmm. where a lot of it comes into play I more so live if you hear it live is the dynamics are at play mm-hmm. how many times they're Things are being repeated for emphasis. Like, and I don't, I don't, example on like the last track, Hello Kitty, it's like the dynamics with that song. It's like starts off timid because that's how I'm feeling, but then the parts that I feel like if I were, when I'm feeling the emotion more strongly, I don't know, I make a point to dynamically, it's going to increase, it's going to do it like, I don't know, gradually it will. Sure. But yeah, I will be the first to admit, I am not the most skilled or technical, but when it comes down to my songwriting, I get so, oof. I'm very nitpicky about all of that. Like, that's me. Th- right. I don't know. Thank you. I think that's, like, where, I don't know, that's where my skills lie. But going back to genre, I have, like, a personal internal goal to attempt at least to write and release something in every genre at least once. Nice. Just because, right, because I don't know. I Like I was saying before, I think it takes a different skill set
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a different mind and a different means of approaching the songs and thinking and songwriting in order to write different uh, different genres or so. But I'm sure somebody could just say, well you can just change the timbre of your instruments and the equipment you're using you'll have a different genre I'm like no like that's definitely not it like oof but yeah I I just have a personal goal with that to write and play in multiple genres or like every basic I guess you would say
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm really looking forward to the Molly O'Malley Gregorian Chants album.
1: I mean, we can do that right now. I'll do the Halo (laughs) soundtrack for you. Oh. Oh. (laughs) And right now, you just got taken back to sipping your game fuel. (laughs) You have your LAN party, but you set up probably, like, folders or set, uh, I would say, no, we had pillows. We would put pillows up so nobody would screen look so yeah my gregorian chance will actually just be a halo theme cover (laughs) there you go exactly it's a it's a cover album (laughs) exactly oh my god i'm sorry i'm like this but (laughs) i encouraged it because i know you
0: and i couldn't resist it it was right there
1: (laughs) cover album of halo style gregorian (laughs) chance (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And, and that's now that the you, goals list. <laughs> it, I'm. I know if you're listening to this, you can't see this, but I definitely just. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> 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 oh,
0: if if anybody will deliver. it Molly. <laughs>
1: I'm like, I'm here. Let's do it. We will just. <laughs> if I need to pitch module, oh my god, that goes into a whole other thing. But we can get into that later. But I was going to say, you can just take my voice and then pitch it down, blend it with a bass, and then I'm going to have all my Gregorian chants.
0: <laughs> I can't wait for this. I really well, can't. I well, know you're going like, to get bored and you're just going to do it. <laughs> I know. I'm going to see this shit on like Twitter or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I
1: can't wait. Oh, don't worry. I have it in my head now. This is what I mean with songwriting. Like my brain already was organizing it and it was like, okay, so we're going to have a lower B note and then we can blend it into you. <laughs> this is how much you know your shit. I love. I it. don't know. I hate it. We could blend it into my voice and then we're going to have two different higher pitched ones. One of my higher pitched voice pans to the left and the other to the right. And she's going to annoy the shit out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> i think this will bring me joy <laughs> well thank
0: you this one does spark joy uh, this one does spark joy indeed. <laughs> most of the sounds you make generally do for me though honestly like oh. <laughs> i've I've <laughs> followed you. enough of your music over time now from from the pop work that you did with like aves to what you're working on now yes it's so awesome thank you and i appreciate that you give
1: a shit thank you <laughs>
0: always and the cool part is, like, just how much your sound has developed all the way up to your solo work now and everything. Thank um, you. What all kind of influenced you and maybe even motivated you to start doing this solo work under your name right now? Well, so, like I said, like,
1: locally, I would always play, like, locally I would always play a show if somebody needed somebody to hop on the bill just Mm -hmm. because I enjoy playing so of course I'll play um and if yeah we've been friends for a minute and just if anybody's known me for a while you will know I will literally play if I have the means to play a show I will play it I do not care um that's also the story of how I played my piano in a taco shop with hardcore bands and I I love it I will play any show anytime (laughs) if I have the means um but yeah so I like would just always play if somebody needed me to um we were going we were doing a lot of like way poppier stuff so you know about Aves that oh I mean I, I would help with the lyrics but I didn't write most of them but I would write the music um but with this, I was like, this is not, my emotions were not being let out mm-hmm. appropriately. How's that? And because, like, that's my healthy way of dealing with my emotions is we're going to write about it. And yeah. Exactly. Um, so, like, again, going back to the songwriting, all of my songwriting purposefully is, like, depicting my emotions. I'm going mm-hmm. off on a tangent again. But, for example, so that scares me was being mixed Mm -hmm. in my original keys recording like didn't work out so I had to go back and redo it which is fine but it didn't align with the tracks Mm -hmm. and my friend who was mixing them was like and but I like fixed it and like sent it to him and if you hear it like towards the end like the keys aren't exactly hitting when everything like with with everything else rather Mm -hmm. um in my I don't know and he was asking me like is this off is this the right file or is it supposed to be like the blah blah I was like no it's supposed to because like because again going back to songwriting emotions like if Mm -hmm. you hear that like I I use a lot of like I don't know there are notes in there that are not in that I don't know Uh, what's the musical term but basically not what your ear is wanting to hear right off the bat sure I guess uh but throughout that song more specifically like I the keys are off a little bit on purpose Mm -hmm. there's like two or three different weird chords you'll hear in there and that's because like The emotion I'm depicting is, this scares me. This is not supposed to be a happy, good, all of these things make sense. It's all It conveys your discomfort very clearly. Well, there you go. That's exactly what I was doing. So it goes back to what made me want to do this is, that's where my emotions go. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I was trying to, I don't, I don't even know if I, like, trying is the right word. Because Mm -hmm. I'll note example like with that. um, I like I didn't do it. I was like, oh, I need to put a note here that conveys this emotion. Mm
2: -hmm. No,
1: it's it's kind of like oh my god, this sounds so corny. But like I will just kind of play, and my brain already knows where it wants my fingers to go,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and so like I would just play, and I was like, oh no, that's perfect. That works, and just push.
2: That's so awesome!
1: I, oh, thank you, but I th- yeah. Long story short, I guess I needed to let my emotions out, <laughs> mm.
0: and appropriately so. Well, you have a gorgeous way of doing it. I'll put it that thank way because I am a huge fan of this EP. I've been sharing it with so many people, and you're making me very
1: emotional. I'm trying not to get
0: <laughs> put it into more music, please, because I'm a right. fan.
1: Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm really stoked because I've already started writing for LP. Yay! That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm really, really excited. It sounds kind of different, but not. hmm I don't know. It sounds kind of different, but not. Um, Ian and I were driving the other day, and I was venting to him. So I think this is very funny because... Personal and unpopular opinion, and even Ian was giving me shit for this, but personal and unpopular opinion, I don't care for Cheryl Crow's music. Mm, okay. Everybody else seems to really dig it, and it's funny <laughs> because also before he said anything about it, another one of my friends and I, for a minute, they and I were writing some music together, and I sent it back, and they were like, or maybe I don't know if it was the song we were working on or if it was a demo of something else. But they were like, your voice sounds kind of Cheryl Crowy. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. And so like, I don't remember if I went and changed something or I was just like, I appreciate that you're trying to give me positive feedback, but I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, but anyway, going back to the LP. But anyway, so we were listening to some of the demos in the car. Because like we were talking about it. Mm. And then it was just like, this song sounds Cheryl y And then Ian knows that I don't care for her music. Uh-huh. And so initially it said something, that, but he knows I don't care for it. And he goes, At first it was because he was trying to make me feel better, it was, that's not a bad thing. And then <laughs> it was to, it doesn't sound that much like Cheryl Crow. I'm like I know you're just trying to make me feel better right now because of my personal convictions. Um, but anyway, so we li- <laughs> <laughs> we listened to the song and then I just got so mad about it. And then I turned on soak up the sun and I was like, this is the same song. And he was like, that's not a bad thing. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, but it's so weird because like there are songs that sound like that because I'm only like four songs in and I'm really stoked because with the longer release I can express more of my art, I Mm -hmm. guess. And I already um oh god, I feel old saying going back to my roots. Um but there is a part, not a part, there's already a song in there where like it's basically a two-parter song, but it's two Mm -hmm. different songs. And it goes from the Cheryl Crowy song into like a piano deconstructed flip emotion.
0: Oh, interesting!
1: Part of, right, exciting. right. I'm, I'm just stoked because I'm like, I'm expressing all of my emotions in one cohesive entity. Um, but already the songs I'm working on, I'm really stoked because they're just kind of, I don't say all over the place in a bad thing, mm-hmm. but already four songs in, it kind of just, I don't, I think the part of me that says I want to work in every genre is coming out. I yeah. guess already because there's that. And then there's another song that uh, I was trying to think of what it reminded me of, and I was like, does this kind of sound like foxing to you? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, so in four songs, this, these LP demos have already gone from Sheryl Crow to
0: foxing. I don't <laughs> really know what to do with this. That's so interesting, though, because it's like, Um, knowing you a little bit personally and stuff, the fact that there is some like Indian emo influence, it feels like throughout your music and stuff, I would not default to just Sheryl Crow. I would also throw in some Alanis Morissette as well as some, um, just outright Midwest emo vibes and stuff. Maybe it's like, it's, it's such a beautiful, like Beautiful Thank blend you. of all those different sounds and stuff. And then, like, I know part of it has to do with, like, what you consume. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, it's interesting because it's a very unique sound. It doesn't quite fit a genre. And Thank
1: that's you. one of the things I love
0: best about what you're doing is you're really well, blending here.
1: I'm getting really emotional because that's something that I've, like, kind of wanted to
0: do. Oh, you're accomplishing it. That's for sure. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Oh, no, we're not getting emotional again. Um, but... <laughs> But that's also the other thing is, like, whenever I've been writing, and it might be because I'm used to hearing what I'm playing or Mm -hmm. working on, uh, my brain automatically is like, this is too generic, and you sound like everything else. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for some people, because Mm -hmm. if that's their outlet, that's fine. That's totally fine. But for me personally, I'm like, I don't feel like everything else. So I need to get this out in the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to express it correctly because I don't, uh, I don't know. It used to be distinctly yours at that point. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to be able to express all of my emotions outright. And I feel like if there were, I don't even know how to put this correctly because I feel like I'm going to say this incorrectly. I'm like, internally, if there were songs that expressed exactly how I felt verbatim and they were already written, I wouldn't need to write it, I guess.
0: How's that? That makes complete sense because it's like, you already have a song that addresses that emotion and that experience, but what about another emotion, another experience that hasn't been... like for lack of better words, solved by another song. Exactly. Fulfilled. Yeah. That's, that's the word. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, for sure. Because, well, that's how I feel. I like, like nowadays more. So God, I'm getting old. I will find myself listening to podcasts more and more,
2: Mm.
1: Mm but uh, where was I going with that thought? I know you can cut this out, so I'll get my thoughts together in a second. Not sounding like <laughs> everything else. uh. But, okay, yeah. So, a lot of times, like, I will obviously be listening to music, and it's not giving me... I guess, yeah, it goes back to the emotional fulfillment. So, I'm yeah. like, I just got to go write my emotions out. And I just... Yeah, I don't know, maybe that's why stuff I write doesn't seem to sound like other things. I don't know, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into that, but... Oh, I'm sure. That might be it. Because it goes back to, I don't know, whenever I feel writer's block
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and all that, something I kind of ask myself is, okay, well, what are you trying to say then? Because I understand there's different genres and different music have are produced for different means of consumption. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like when people shit on lots of top 40 pop music,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like there's nothing there. I'm like, that's the point. Like whenever you go out and you don't want to deal with things and you want to listen to something that makes what the scene from high fidelity, whenever he comes into the record shop and he yells at him and says like, what do you want to turn on? And yells, just turn on something I can ignore. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that's what I feel like, like, I'm not saying this in a bad way. I mean this in a good way, because it's kind of, I don't know, like, emotional junk food for me. I'm like, yeah, we're going to listen to some pop music, have some emotional junk food. Like, I don't know, like, different genres have different purposes for different means of consumption.
0: Well, yeah, that's why such a variety exists. It's not supposed to be like you abide by one subculture and that's it. It's right. I listen to emo whenever I need to particularly unpack a possibly complex emotion. Mm -hmm. And I listen to pop whenever I want to just kind of generally speaking feel upbeat, but also exactly, like, you know, there's a whole like array of emotions that are associated Mm -hmm. with that spectrum and stuff. And like, you know, for me, pop music is where I often go to when I want to go, like, this is, I sound like Sonic the Hedgehog when I say this, but like when I want to go fast or I want to move. Yeah, you want to go to the
1: gym or you feel excited. Yes, for
0: sure. Like it exists for that purpose. Of course, I found a way to work out to emo too, but you know, whatever.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: So like a torture (laughs) session, but whatever.
2: No, (laughs) for sure.
0: I totally
1: get that. I'm like, I'm like when I'm cardio. Oh, this is so weird. So cardio, I will turn on either pop that's like mm-hmm. hell yeah let's go or <clears throat> this is just a real this is another thing that I don't understand about myself whenever I get in my I'm gonna go on a run to clear my head mode Yep. I will quite literally turn on like a very chill or say quote emo playlist because mm-hmm. I'm when I'm just processing thoughts
0: Yes, I've done the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I I literally have playlists for that purpose and such and like mm-hmm. Yeah, there's little like I I have a literal different types of emotional processing playlists. I have one that's yes. specifically <laughs> for like fuck you to men. Yeah. <laughs> a oh, specific yes. emotional one for that. One for whenever Ooh. I'm feeling nostalgic, one for yes. whenever I'm feeling like I just want to embrace the feel. Like, I literally have the equivalent of, like, a local homebody playlist where I pretty much put, like, all my favorite Florida DIY bands on a playlist. Oof, I just want yes. to feel cozy and at home kind of vibe. Yes. But it's like, yeah. You, it, and sometimes that's specific to sounds. Sometimes it's specific to, like, emotion or whatever. But, yeah, no, that's the whole point. That's why I don't like when people shit on genres in general. Same. Like, there's different purposes, and maybe you don't
1: need that. Right. Exactly. And like, I, there's definitely the difference between I personally dislike this mm-hmm. and this is bad music. <laughs> right. That's a complete like, difference. Exactly. Like William Hung's audition of She Bangs and whatever he did <laughs> that went viral after that's objectively bad music. Okay. <laughs> but like, She Thinks My Tractor Sexy, a terrible song. But there's somebody that's like, "Oh, this is my wife and I's jam. We're gonna go drink to." I'm like, "Okay, I'm glad We're gonna that's going to go awesome. drink to and bang to this." And I'm exactly. like, "Exactly, you. <laughs> like, crack open your Bud Light. Let's go." Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm that I just picture. choked. That was so funny. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Like, I say that you have the picture in your head. You know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. I'm I know like, exactly oh. what you're
2: talking. About
1: oh and I bet that dude's truck probably has the really gross truck nuts too
0: probably does but
1: you know what whatever whatever
2: (laughs) floats his boat
0: you know whatever tickles his pickle exactly but yeah that's
1: what I mean is there's the complete difference between objectively bad music
0: and just something that's not for me right right exactly because like i think it's so important to kind of step back and be like this was not made for me and that's okay
1: Mhm, mm-hmm. i'm like oh but then my brain my brain just went but molly what
0: about the wiggles
1: <laughs>
0: oh that's I, objectively like classic music <laughs>
1: exactly i'm like brain okay i don't understand that room my oh there is this meme that has been going around And it was, like, the what's going on in your head meme. Do you want to talk about it? And it has, like, a picture of someone's brain. And it's quite literally, like, the opening lyrics to a Shakira song. (laughs) And I'm, like, that is literally my brain. Because if you are around me long enough, I'll do my terrible Shakira impression. It's terrible. But, like, (laughs) now I'm just, like, Shakira, Shakira. Oh, oh God. That is my
0: brain. Um... (laughs) It's okay. I can relate to that, except for my brain is just a series of fandoms and loud screaming. So
1: yes. Oh yes.
0: We have that mixed too. <laughs> well, yours is like Star Wars. But it's sad because it's like Twitter makes it look like that's all I'm thinking, no, but it. it's true. All of it. <laughs> well, I was going to say that like, so I am
1: well aware I tweet a lot, Same. but yes. The way I use my Twitter, though, is like this is what runs through my brain. It's, I have a thought about this. I don't know what to do with it. I want to get it out. There's no reason to text somebody about this because there's literally no point. Let's just tweet it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's me,
0: too. Yeah. Exactly. That's why my that's why you, I'm sure if you noticed over the last couple of months, my stream of consciousness has gotten even more erratic whenever it comes to like <laughs> I literally be thinking about something, particularly lately. It's either music or Star Wars. I mean, but what's new on that front? Right. But like literally, it's like whatever thought I have related to that. Like the fact that I fucking tweeted about making a Star Wars nativity scene <laughs> was literally my brain just like whoop somebody's gotta pay attention (laughs) to this shit
1: here it is exactly exactly but that's okay like is it (laughs) it is so okay I don't see anything (laughs) wrong with that if that's not okay then like okay we went into GameStop the other day and (laughs) we went to get the new Pokemon game and there was the Super Mario Star and it was like a tree topper and it was in there and it was like the Uh, The interaction was kind of like when the kid asked the parent if you can get something and the parent's like, no, but I wasn't asking to get it because I don't have a tree. But I was like, Ian, Ian, we need to get that. We need to get that. And he's just like, yeah, okay. Yes. (laughs) But it wasn't like the apathetic, like, no, he was like, no, I agree. I'm stoked on it. (laughs)
0: this is true we should do this (laughs) yes exactly
1: but we were also in the middle of the game and i was kind of interrupting his transaction with the cashier and i feel bad for that person that was working because it's so annoying when people do that but oh my god uh but yeah so no if there's room for your star wars nativity scene there is also room for the super mario tree topper
0: like (laughs) it's okay i believe in it (laughs) sometimes you just have to get that like geekiness out just out no
1: for sure I feel like also with like geeky things like that we don't have the proper means to express it all the time because it's a lot of those things are just like a fantasy and an escape and they're not real right so we need to do what we do to make it real
0: to us so we talk about it endlessly until it's out of our system and then exactly whoops yeah no if anything i'm like i'm overstimulated right now so the internet's just gonna have to deal with it and i have That's not been okay. losing followers i've been gaining followers doing this shit so you know what <laughs> we're just gonna keep it up until somebody just tells me amanda you need help and oh, i'm you like out. probably true but not gonna happen yet
1: <laughs> but yes premise of it no you use your outlet twitter can deal <laughs> Twitter like, can deal. With this. Twitter can deal, and also every whenever I go on like my tweeting spree where I'm just throwing my thoughts into the void because I don't want to blow up anybody's phone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that, like I was saying earlier, that is a literal thing. If you ever see me tweeting like a whole bunch within an hour, that means that I have a lot of thoughts and I'm not texting anyone about them. <laughs> <laughs> like that is literally what it means. Um, yes. So what was it? Whenever. White Reaper, I put out a new record recently, Uh and I know I was tweeting a lot about how much I loved it, and also partially, I'm like, hometown pride, and I know people say this about a lot of cities where they're from, but it is a very, like, weird pride that people from Louisville have about Louisville, I don't get it, but I'm proud of it, but anyway, but yeah, so I'm like, Louisville, like, anytime I hear them. There's a ton of pride when it comes to Louisville, that's for sure. It is. I have a fleur-de-lis tattooed on my hip. Like, yes, Louisville.
0: Um, People, like, sell their souls for that damn town, and I love it. It's so
1: great. Um, I hate it. I hate it so much, but I love it. When I say I hate it, that means I love it. But anyway, so long story short, I was tweeting a lot about White Reaper, about how stoked I was about the new album and how good it was. And then somebody had, I guess they had just had it with hearing about White Reaper. So they had unfollowed me. And then my thought, my literal thought was, somebody doesn't like Louisville. (laughs) It wasn't somebody doesn't like White reaper, or not, but somebody doesn't want to hear me tweet about the same thing over and over again. It was someone doesn't like Louisville.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. At that point, why wouldn't you take it personally, though, in
2: that
1: way? (laughs) Well, I, I didn't take it as a personal, personal offense. Literally, my brain just went straight to... Somebody doesn't like Louisville. You should but, be following me in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, you do not have hometown pride. Get that exactly. fuck out. <laughs> Goodbye. Shoo shoo shoo. <laughs> like no, but yeah. So there's that. I I totally get it. And <laughs> that's totally fine. I, you you should tweet about Star Wars all
0: you want. I I have. I continue and exactly. I, the masses apparently <clears throat> just don't continue to embrace it, but they they ingest. They ingest. That's literally the best way to put it. (laughs) They ingest. And then I
1: also, if I get too self-conscious about it, Uh I have to backtrack and I realize this person is objectively following me. They don't have to.
0: It's a choice. It's (laughs)
1: Exactly. So I don't care. We're going to hear about White Reaper and how much I love Louisville or whatever (laughs) I'm listening to. I don't
0: care. (laughs) That's awesome. That's a totally the best approach to have for like, Social media, for art in general, because it's like, you know, you choose what you consume.
1: Exactly. And so I'm just kind of like, well, this is me. And I even had a, I was talking to somebody for like some advice on things. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, maybe you shouldn't tweet all the things that you tweet. And then I'm like, but it's me.
2: It's called like, personal brand. <laughs> exa-
1: exactly. I'm like, But that's also the other thing is, like, people can really connect with your music. Uh-huh. But then, like, once you delve a little bit deeper because you feel like you already know and connect to the artist because uh-huh. of their music. Like, I don't know. I, even, like, Young Molly was super guilty of that. I think uh-huh. it, was, it was, this music makes me feel understood like other things don't. Mm-hmm. So therefore, these artists understand me. Therefore, they know me. Well, they don't know you. Um, <laughs> but it's like it's still that kind of thing. It's like we have the transparency factor now,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so you like. I think that's really cool that with social media, you're like, oh, I can see what my favorite artists are doing all the time. So that's where I'm like, if you're following me as a person, like music, like you're getting me and my music, right? That's why I, I like. I don't know, part of that, I don't know exactly, my brain can't break it down right now, but elementally, it's like the same, whenever people try to pull the bullshit of, just separate the art from the artist, no, motherfucker,
0: no. We are one and the same.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, and that goes with things that are good and bad. Yeah. Like, if somebody
0: is discovered
1: to be an abuser, no, you can't separate it, fuck that, (laughs) But also on the same good token. Oh, we love Molly's music. Well, hello. You can't separate me from my
0: music. So here's my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to overly emphasize this is who I am. Exactly. You know what? There's going to be no surprises if that's the case.
1: Exactly. Oh, also, this is another thing that it could go back to. Is like whenever I told, like, was saying and speaking about how I'm paranoid of sounding too generic. So also mm-hmm. part of me thinks still I sound too generic and so if it got down at that point it's like well what puts you apart from other things like what would make somebody want to listen to that I'm like could you connect with me as a person yeah exactly mm-hmm. so I'm just like I don't see
0: a reason or means to really separate the two no, because it's one and the same at that point. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think the fact that you are so distinct to yourself is one of the things that makes it so easy to connect to your music. Cause like oh, thank you. Yeah, there's always more show just throughout the entire EP. I just felt very connected to you. And it helps that like of course we're friends outside of all this, but like, right. you know, it felt like I was like a completely understanding and processing you in a way that's, like, very important, and also, like, with the fact that you are very upfront about your emotion, you write with your emotion, it's so cool, and, like, you do that lyrically and sonically, like, one of my favorite surprise things was in Litlo, the sonic setup of it, okay, I was listening to it today at work, I have my work phones on, and, um, I noticed that there is this part, I really don't know how to describe the sound, so I'm probably going to butcher this, but I could feel it inflecting from my left and right. Are you talking about the pulsating on the keyboard synth I use? Yes, it was amazing, and I knew that was intentional, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, because that was the first time I listened to it with like over-the-ear headphones rather than Mm -hmm. earbuds, rather than being like through speakers. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting here, I stopped what I was doing. And I'm just like sitting there listening to like the pulsation. I'm just like, Ooh. Oh my God, this song is now with the next level for me. Oh, like it was amazing. It's like, it's like finding, um, the best, like, it's like finding a Christmas present six months later and be like, Oh my God, wait, there's more what? And it was just, yes, like,
1: because there's always more show, but I'm there-
0: <laughs> that was what you were freaking doing that kills that's, me that's
1: that's not what the title means that so we can get into that but go on sorry this is really <laughs> cool to hear this this is yeah no, it
0: was literally the most like joyful discovery I think I've had this year in music where I was just like oh it's doing this and she's doing this and this is just like that much deeper and it's weird because that pulsating it literally felt like your music was punching me that much harder, particularly with the subject matter of that song. Like, well, especially holy like- shit, how did you do that? I really don't have any other question beyond that
2: when oh, it comes to it.
1: Well, I don't know. Like, part of it was, okay, no, this needs more. It's not, again, goes back to, this is not depicting how I'm feeling. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> but with, like, the lyric before it is, like uh, like, basically is talking about because, like, that whole verse, or, like, I, I'm trying to, like, God, I have to sit here and think of my own lyrics. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. No rush. <laughs> but, uh, but, basically, I know, like, that section of the song, or the premise of it, because, like, the premise of it, not, I don't want to get into, like, too much detail, but it's, like, it's something I said I was not going to go back to, mm-hmm. and then I found myself going back to it. Right. And then, before I knew it, I'm, like, stuck, le- not stuck. But like, <clears throat> back in the situation, I didn't say I, – like, I told myself, no, this is not good for you. You are not going to be back in this. Right. And so, like, the lyric before that, it's, like uh, – talk about, like, oh, you're falling – it's, like, the moment wherever you start, like, falling into a cuddle and, like, holding hands with somebody. Yep. And I guess you would say, like, physical intimacy starts. Yep. And so, like, the part of that is it's, like, lay some fingers between your hands. And it, like, stops – Mm -hmm. And if you hear the bass, it's, like, the bum, 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 but, but like, that depiction is kind of, like, the, you're falling back into it, and then it's the realization of, like, I don't know, kind of, even though it wasn't the same uh, notes as a heartbeat normally is, but it's, like, the same premise of, it's, like, bum, 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 bum and then yeah. like oh god damn it. what did I do and it all comes flushing back in and it's kind of just like pulsating everywhere and it's just like well fine. so that is like the emotion of all that and that is why it pulsates and goes from one part to the next because that's how my
0: brain felt <laughs> that is glorious I have no other way to put it because like I was just stunned by that discovery and like I can't tell you how many times I've listened to you you know, this EP, and then just happening upon that today. Like, I seriously, like, it It made my day, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is, this, wow, this is happening. Oh. <laughs> cool. thank you. Yeah, it, it's so awesome, and I feel like you just did seriously bravo on this freaking record, because, like, you. I feel like it does such a great job of exploring all of these emotions surrounding, like, hesitation, trepidation, and, like, do I go forward, Mm -hmm. do I go back, falling forward, falling back, that kind of, like, sort of, um, emotional sway you can have with any kind of relationship that you're exposing yourself to and stuff. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Was that, like, something you were trying to kind of convey in this EP, that kind of, like, back and forth?
1: (laughs) I, so I know, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, So it wasn't something I intentionally did, but I think going back to the root of it, like that's just kind of how my brain processes things. Yeah. Uh, I have, as we were talking about before, but like I will very transparently talk about my mental health Mm -hmm. that I have really bad anxiety and I'm also bipolar. And for me before I had learned, like, one year anxieties on top of that with like the hesitation of I don't know what's real I don't know what's not I don't know what I should do or what I shouldn't do like there are just so many things that go into that and uh like so when I was first diagnosed as bipolar it it was kind of like because what was this I don't know 2016 maybe it was three years ago now maybe it was two years twenty seven. no it was like 2016 yeah um But, like, because to me, because I didn't know anything about it, because I didn't deal with it personally, and so the only thing that came into my head was the stigma.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, you know, I'm like, so a lot of that, I just had, like, a whole, like, because we are not our mental illnesses or any of that. Like, that doesn't define us. However it was kind of like a whole identity crisis because of so many stigmas around it. Mm -hmm. So like the past few years, a lot of things like it kind of like trickles down to like, so the past, however many years they just said, I was like, and I know it, like, you know yourself better than whatever, but like it kind of trickles down to, I thought this is what I had been dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then I opened the door to all these other things. So then as a result, like, the things, the things and coping mechanisms you used to get back those things make you reflect on everything else going on in your life. Right. I guess if all of these are tying together, I don't, my brain's hard to untangle at this point right now. I don't know. But so basically, yes, like, so the past few years, I've just been kind of having a huge transitional period in my life. And then also like a, Who or what am I really not to be a faux existential crisis? Cause I know everyone deals with that, but like with going into the, like all of mine, everything kind of bleeds together. And then I also know that some of it is a result of like a lot of like emotional abuse and gaslighting things. So that bleeds into it too. So it like affects your whole life and your whole perception of everything. And it's like, Ooh, I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably where it might blend into or come from. I think I try to, but no, I like a lot of times whenever I'm dealing with something, one of my like coping mechanisms is trying to break down things logically so then I can, you know, sort through it. But something that's also helped because I have, so I have a very close relationship with my dad. My dad is absolutely wonderful. And so I will just talk to him about so many different things. And I will just, he'll just be like, what's up? Because we text right regular. Mm-hmm. And, and a portion of the time, it'll be, I'm having a freak out. Then my dad says, why? And then I just say, my general response is usually, I don't know what I'm doing with my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and this is the part, this is where we're circling back around to. Something my dad has always told me, and it's made more sense the older I've gotten is Molly you are going to realize the older that you get that literally nobody on this earth knows what they're doing and we're all just kind of winging it so you can be comfortable with that or you can be afraid of it mm-hmm. and so a lot of my songs are processing that with specific
0: things that's amazing that's really great advice from your dad too like don't,
1: well yeah helps. I was I remember the first time he told me that, though it was like I had like just—I think it was right after it was right before I was going to graduate college, or I just mm. had. It was like within those few months, yeah, I was like freaking out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. All these people have jobs lined up. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yep. and I'm pretty sure that was like the first time he had told me that. And like he said, it's just terrifying, but at the same time, it's extremely comforting.
0: Yeah. That's really powerful. Well, I think that your transparency for your emotions, processing so much life change, so much transition and experience and stuff like, I think in a lot of ways it's providing that kind of like comfort musically to people and stuff. So well, that's really cool you. that you're doing that.
1: That's, oh, that's one of my, that's what I've always wanted to do with music goes back to what you're saying.
0: Definitely, definitely. And yeah. I'm excited for you to continue to do that. But like, what has it been like for you to kind of share these new songs with listeners and what's the response been like? Um, So
1: we, I know we had briefly touched on earlier that I've been in a lot of different bands and played shows for a while now. Um, Ew, it's been like nine years. Um, Sorry, I'm just reflecting. (laughs) But I've even talked to like some of my close friends about this. And one of the weirdest things I've realized, or not realized, noticed, observed, Mm -hmm. is all of my other, I mean, granted, I wasn't doing the main lyric writing or any of it, but I also still didn't see a lot of it happening, I guess, because you are always with your bandmates, you know, Um, the weirdest thing I had seen in comparison to my other projects and. Playing with those and this one Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is, and I don't mean this in a braggadocious way at all because it's kind of a reality check to me that like art is important and you're not wasting your time.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Again, not in a braggadocious way, but nine times out of 10 after a show, whether it's somebody I know or not. Mm -hmm. Or if it is somebody that I didn't know prior to my set, uh, we, like, weren't, I guess we weren't on, like, that emotional level, I guess, to talk about certain things. Um, But nine times out of ten, after one of my sets, I will have somebody come up to me and tell me how something hit home with them or, Mm -hmm. like, that was, like, ah, or this or that, like, the content of what was going on, and every other project like I had played in, like that had never happened ever mm-hmm. and then now, with playing these since I had played like my first full band show and all of this, like I said, nine times out of ten, it happens, and it's wild, and I'm just like, "Oh shit, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is mind-blowing. I don't I I, so I guess my reaction or whatever it's all this is wow (laughs) I am very privileged to be coming
0: through anybody's headphones so I don't know that's going to be really satisfying for you as a musician is to have people respond to it the way that they have I I'm, I'm trying to think
1: Because I don't want to discredit that. But I don't know if satisfying is the right word. Mm. Um, What would be a word for like an emotional, emotionally fulfilling? Validating? Kind of. Yes. But like the word I'm looking for, for the emotion, is maybe it's gratitude that I'm grateful that I have the ability to do that for somebody else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe that's the word. Yeah, I can see that. I
0: don't know if that's the right
1: word.
2: I get but what you're
0: saying, though, for sure.
1: Right, like I, there is definitely the wow. I'm like people; it's hitting home with people, mm-hmm. but. For me, like I said, personally, it's kind of like, because that's, like, why why I started playing. Like, wow, I have the means for somebody to find some kind of comfort in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, somebody was impacted by this to where it was, it did something for them, I guess.
0: That's that's huge, and that's so important, and I'm so glad that folks are telling you that, because it's true, and it's crucial. Oof.
1: I have a big oof right now. (laughs)
0: in the good way (laughs) I love to hear that well you know we're coming up here on the end of 2019 which is horrifying and amazing all at once but Mm -hmm. what are some things that you want to be able to do with your music kind of going into 2020 I know you mentioned of course that you're writing your LP which is awesome and exciting
1: yes Uh, well I want to finish that I want to put that out uh I I would say I want to finish it to the point where I'm completely satisfied with it. But mm-hmm. as anybody knows who creates anything, you are never fully satisfied with anything. Like I still listen, even if I go back and listen to the EP I literally just put out, I'm like, Molly, you should have changed that. Oh, have it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so... Now, I would really like to play out more. I did actually just today. I spent, oh God, too long. I say too long because I definitely was getting a headache. I want to play out more, but oh, I'm getting all jumbled. <laughs> Next year, I would rather, I'm trying to play out a lot more. I spent yeah. like five hours trying to book shows for the first three months of next year so I'm really hoping that all comes to fruition that sounds awesome booking is very stressful personally for me
0: yeah it's a lot uh, of
1: work. oh yeah it it is and it's stressful but that's okay because it's very fulfilling that I even have the privilege to do that mm-hmm. and I find the means to do that um which is absolutely wonderful what else next year I don't Maybe I should set more goals.
2: (laughs) Well, you have
0: a – you're working on a music video right now, which is really awesome. Yes. Um, Which song is that for, if you don't mind sharing? That is for That Scares Me. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yes. So I'm excited about that. My friend Elliot and I – so there's, like, two different facets to the video. And my friend Elliot and I went and shot it at this Mm -hmm. really cool, like, outdoor art park type thing i don't even know what to call it and then sprinkled in between are like a whole bunch of i guess you would say like personal candid clips i'm trying to not spoil Mm -hmm. it um but and then i've kind of done like animation around it cool That's exciting thank you i'm really really stoked uh that's also the other thing with this being me. I mm. try to do as much of everything myself as possible because I'm like I have a vision for my art. <laughs> like you can hear that in some like old guy yelling, but uh internally in my head it is I have a vision. Um or just call me Raven. But <laughs> I I really do like have this idea in my head, but whether or not I can perfectly execute it, we shall see because I'm yeah. doing
0: everything myself. So we shall see how that goes. You're still putting it together, but do you think you want to make another music video next year? Oh, for sure.
1: Actually, Elliot and I are going to be filming another one for I Want to Go Home as soon as we can. Nice. I say as soon as we can because at the time of this recording – I still semi look like a steel cheek spongebob from my <laughs> surgery. Um, <laughs> so we're going to wait till that dies down. So it's not like a video of me looking like I'm inflating my cheeks the whole time.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I've already got that idea set in my head. I already know what I want to do with it. I need to be able to execute it correctly because I've already got the whole vision for that in my head. So that should probably come out not awesome. too long after. Uh, I do have some ideas for elite love video, but I don't know if I'd be able to execute those properly. So that will go one of two ways where I find somebody else to do it for me. Mm. Or I go into, I have a vision and <laughs> nobody can execute it the way I want it to be done. So it just doesn't happen, uh, uh.
0: <laughs> but <clears throat> it's okay. I will find a way. That's awesome. I love that attitude. So that kind of ties in then to my last question. I like to sneak in at the end of every interview. If you could play with any three artists or bands they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead, who would it be?
1: Ooh. Would it be certain eras or would it be... Anything. Oh, this is hard. (laughs) Ugh. Oh, you already said any genre, so that's
0: fine. Uh, it can be a mixed genre bill, even if you want to.
1: Oh my God, if we made a if we made a festival, what was that <laughs> website that was going around like a few <laughs> years ago, and it was like it would make a music festival of all the artists you listen to all the time?
0: Yes. I remember yes. that. That's yes. a good and
1: meme. Exactly. And mine popped up, and I was like, "Oh, I'd go to that. Yeah, for sure, of course. <laughs> like no shit.. Um, but this is hard, narrowing it down to three. Yep. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oof. So we're going to go with, first off, right off the bat, even though I know that's when they were objectively probably at their worst as a Van performative i don't know wait that's a we could go into that i'm talking about fall Out boy right now in my head <laughs> I'm, processing, I'm processing my answer in my head right now but if anybody's I mean, we all have i don't know why i'm saying if anybody no we've all been listening to music for a while now uh 2009 post foie do era fall Out boy touring on believers never uh yeah that tour that would probably be number one because that set list was amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, oh this is hard oh right now my brain's on a seesaw with simon and garfunkel and elton john
0: Ooh, i like these selections
1: yeah i don't my brain um it's literally going because this is a would you rather game for me
0: (laughs) basically (laughs) it
1: is Honestly, I might have to say Simon and Garfunkel, so that would probably be number two. I like this. I like Um, this a lot. (laughs) Maybe their Central Park performance, although there are a few songs I would throw in there and take out in exchange. Mm. I would have loved to open for that. Could you imagine? What a wild time. Um, Now, Now I'm thinking about number three. I hate that I'm going so in-depth with this. I, um... oh boy. So we've got 2009 Believers Never Die, Part 2, Fallout Boy, post Do. Number two is Simon and Garfunkel at Central Park Performance. Number three. Oh, God. <laughs> My brain's just, like, racking and going. For number three... I feel like once I say this, and then we're going to get off, and then I'm going to be trying to fall asleep, and then my brain's going to be like, no, Molly, your number three should have been this.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry for doing this to you, then. (laughs) No, it's okay. Okay,
1: okay. not even to go on a tangent. This even goes back to, like, what we were discussing earlier of me having a hard time solidifying and making decisions. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Um... This is really hard. I'm just gonna, you know what? It's fine because I can always change things. These are not permanent. It's a fictional list. Three. So my first answer is gonna be it could be interchangeable and change it any time. <laughs> That's like when you ask the genie for three more wishes. But I'm making that a new rule that I can change <laughs> that at any time. Time's not real anyway. Um, So, my third one, I'm just gonna go with actually a newer artist because I just everything he puts out to me is fascinating and amazing. And I tweet about him a shit ton. I absolutely love Dijon, Mm. he is great. I don't know if you've listened to him, but I know I'm sure you've seen me yell about him on Twitter. Definitely. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. He is so good. And like, even he put out a song recently. And it's called Good Luck, but it's, like, a minute and 15 or 20 seconds, and it's just, like, chills every time. And I'm like, ah. So I don't know if I have a specific um <clears throat> set of his because, like I said, he's fairly new.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm – I think I very well could be wrong that it was his first – run of shows i had the privilege of seeing him in chicago this past summer it was it was amazing and like the way they executed the songs live is they had like an electric acoustic drummer i guess like not a full-fledged kit Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then a guitarist and then he just had his mic but it was still so full and the room was silent the whole time and i'm like wow it was so good.
2: But That's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, so I think maybe he's number three for right now. But like I said, number three can change because I'm changing the rules.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rotating lineup. Well, exactly. I'll just have to have you on the podcast again and ask you that question again. And then I'm,
1: I'm yeah, probably gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go through the same emotional turmoil.
0: <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. But. You know, I always ask that question because I end up seeing people playing all these awesome shows with people that they've long respected in music. So you never know. This is me casting a witchy spell that this
1: is going to be amazing for you.
2: For anyone. Oh,
1: if we're going to do that, I can spitball a shit ton of names. <laughs> I can just go boom, 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 I could tell you.
0: You could end up with some really sick opportunities. I wouldn't be surprised with what you do. That's for sure. Thank you. Of I course. I appreciate that. I'm really stoked to see what happens me too honestly and Ooh. it's been so awesome catching up with you talking all yeah. about your music and you and everything you're doing but Thank i'm you. sure everybody listening wants to be able to continue to follow the molly saga of music and development and all this awesome stuff where can everybody keep up with you on the internet Colin, the box set um <laughs> i'm kidding one day <laughs> one day there's gonna be a molly box set
1: <laughs> no you said the molly ongoing saga of music and i was like okay no that whole long thing it's not a fallboy title it's just the name of my box set um, <laughs> but uh so all my handles are at molly c o m a i know it reads as molly coma but that's actually just my name uh <laughs> And I know it's that on everything except f- I think like my Facebook backslash is just Molly O'Malley music. Mm, okay. Yeah. So Molly Coma or Molly O'Malley music.
0: Awesome. Everybody's gonna have to be sure to give you a follow and listen to Thank your you. awesome, awesome EP. Thank you. For There's your always time. more show because damn that record always has more to give. Is all I can say about that. Thank you.
1: I appreciate awesome. that. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you for having me. I'm very
2: grateful.
3: Go and get high and ride shit
0: Thank you to Molly, of course, for her time and support. Her record is truly unforgettable. Be sure to support and stream all of There's Always More Show on all your favorite music apps. Be sure to check her out if you are in the Kentucky area of the country or, hey, she does tours every now and then, so it'd be sick. Go out, support, do what you can because musicians deserve and need your support and Molly is no exception, that's for sure. Um, that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. I'm already getting hyped on the new year, so after a couple weeks off that will be coming up, um, I'm going to be having more episodes out. So that's your chance to get on the pod. Let's talk. Let's have some fun. Let's do this thing. Um, We have so much more, so many more bands we got to talk to. So let's do it honestly i'm stoked um but until next time stay angry and remember there's always more show
3: my hesitation been whispering dirty little things sweeter than candy Sour than my tongue Oh heaven, now you want me. I'm more comfortable in this hell. Oh heaven, now you want me. Get out of my head. See?